Blog Talk Radio. For the Bobby Eaton Show, yeah. giving you information you'll want to know, speaking on issues affecting us all, and music for the soul. Yeah. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello world, good afternoon, good evening, hey, and welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show. This is where we tell our stories our way, here in the heart of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. So, um, we're having a great time here, a lot of history here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, we've got a great show for you today, Vision to Victory. Sharice Irby and Jennifer Brown are here. And uh, we're going to be talking with them. Meanwhile, um, we've got things going on in the United States. Trump is still out there trying to do what he do. And, you know, I'll just be glad to see him out of there. Get him gone. Bye-bye. See you later. You know, we need a new change for a new system of implementing things. And, you know, the big conversation these days, uh, they're talking about race. Race and racism is a big, hot topic. That they're talking about, you know, and I think the re- reason they're talking about it so much is due to the fact, uh, you know, when George Floyd got murdered uh, on TV, everybody saw it, you know, video camera and stuff like that. Uh, I think a lot of the young people just couldn't take it. So they don't they don't want to continue on with those racist ways as some of their elders have done, you know, the old Jim Crow type. Uh, mentality and stuff and some of their uh, friends are Africans and Americans so we want to make sure we continue on the fight continue on the struggle do what's right uplift and empower young people invest in young people do what's necessary you know you can do something guys you know and gals out there you can get out there and you can uh, do some volunteer for an organization you know don't just sit back and do nothing. I told some guys the other day, I said, man, if you just took a minimum of two hours a week just to invest in some young man's life, to go and show him something, take him out and show him how to paint and show him how to do some plumbing or some electrical or something, some type of skill set, you know, so he can help his mother out, you know, show him how to change the flat on the car. And ladies, also, you can do something, too. There are some seniors out there you know, who needs some assistance. You know, Miss Johnson, she's 86 years old, and she can't always cook, and she can't always clean. So you can go and volunteer, befriend her, and, you know, and, you know, find out about doing something. We got to help each other. So that's what we want to do. We're going to have a great time here today. We're going to be talking about vision to victory, and uh, it's interesting, uh, great topic coming up. I'm going to take a little break. And we're going to come right back. So you guys stick around, call a family member, call a friend, and tell them you're on the Bobby Eaton Show, KBOB 89.9.
before in Phoenix, and I was like, man, I'm not even sweating, but I'm hot. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Very hot. We having one of those days. Yeah. It is definitely hot. It's hot, 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 hot. Well, that's, that's that's interesting right there. You know, you're in a hot place right there. So where did you go to school at? Up there. As I said, born and raised right here, so my elementary school was just a family around the corner from our home at Whittier Elementary. And then I yes, went to high school at North High. North High, Okay. And then I'm a college graduate of the University of Phoenix. So I received my bachelor's in human services, human services management, and my master's in health administration. Oh wow! So uh, have you? You just been there all your life, then, right? I have been here all my life. Here's how I feel. Arizona will always be my home base. Now, I'm a traveling girl. I have a travel business because I love to travel. And so I will travel around the world, and I will be gone as much as possible, but Arizona will always be home. If I had to choose a second home, Tulsa's pretty, you know, it, it would be oh, a process. Because really? oh. I, love, I love Tulsa. Okay, okay, okay. So you say you have a traveling business? I do. I have Penguin Travel, and it is a travel agency, an online travel agency. And uh, we do amazing things. But the one of the main benefits is when people book on our online site, the residual income that we receive, those commissions, it is actually donated into the Phenomenal Woman Empowerment Network to help with another stream of income in addition to the donations to help fund our nonprofit. I gotcha. And so you have a lady here, Jennifer Brown, as well. How are we doing, Ms. Brown? I'm doing great. Great, yes. great, great. I, I'm, I'm 
it's so awesome to be here and be on the phone with Miss Sharice. Like mm-hmm. I miss her presence. So it's great to hear her on the phone and mm-hmm. her sharing um, all of her stories. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and Miss Brown, where are you from, Jennifer? So I'm originally from uh, Terry, Mississippi. Terry, Mississippi. Yes, a little small town outside of Jackson. How do you end up in Tulsa? Um, my my stepdad and mom moved here back in '84. Okay. Yeah, and I got here in '84, um, and then in '94 I left Tulsa, vowing to never ever return. <laughs> Sounds like me. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so, um, but I came back in 2012. So. Um, and I've been here and I'm, I'm pretty much planted right now. Mm-hmm. So you went to school down there. I, I, I actually went to school here. Um, uh, here I grew up in Owasso. Owasso. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. I grew up in Owasso. And I then, gotcha. um, my senior year of high school, I returned back to Mississippi to graduate high school, mm-hmm. went to college in Dallas, graduated college and, uh, lived in Texas, um, for about 10 years. And then what my part job, Texas? Dallas. Dallas, yeah. Big D? Yes, the Big okay. D. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, my job actually transferred me to Arizona okay. and lived in Arizona for about four years. Is that um, where you guys hooked up at? No, no? we never I... crossed paths. That's the funniest thing. We never crossed paths really? while I lived in Arizona. So mm. it wasn't until I got back here in Tulsa and Miss um, Sharice was doing what she does best, and that's teaching and sharing with people about multiple streams of income, um, leveling up in life, and she was here for an entrepreneurial summit, and um, that's where I met her. That's where our paths crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miss Sharice, uh, you married? Children? What? Single? I am recently widowed, so I was uh, married to my awesome husband, Michael Castle. Uh, we were coming up, actually, on three years of being married, and in November... This past November, he actually passed away. Oh, um, so that. I am newly widowed, and um, but you know he's still with me in spirit. And I have two amazing adult boys, sons. I guess they're not boys; they're men, mm-hmm. uh, thirty and thirty-three. Oh, and yeah, they're I men. actually, yeah, they're men, and I'm a glam mom to six. Uh, amazing glam babies and there's a set of twins in there so I have plenty of family I'm surrounded by lots of men between my brothers and my sons and um, I have a beautiful daughter in love uh, that helps me with our organization she's actually the director of operations at turquoise and so she you know her and my oldest son they have been dating since they were sophomores in high school and so they got married. They were high school sweethearts, and they have three children. And then my younger son has three children. So I, I have a full family. Oh, sounds like you're busy, yes. huh? <laughs> yes. Never a boring, boring moment, huh? Not one. <laughs> Especially with those twins. House Not is always one full. Moment at all. Mm-hmm. That's nice. It's always good to have family, you yes. know, and be able to participate, do things together, and you know, have fun. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. I put them all to work. <laughs> so you put them to work? You I do? put them all to work within the organizations and the businesses. So I oh, just okay. see it as more more family to help our businesses and building this legacy that we're working on. So I don't mind. Yeah, so you're like the queen. So the queen puts everybody to work, huh? Puts, <laughs> give, you delegate those assignments and stuff, correct? 
that's what I do. I do my best at doing that, keeping everybody in line and keeping it going so we can keep these streams of income coming in and be able to be a blessing to our community. Well, that's great. That's fantastic right there that you're able to do something. So how did you get it, uh, get started in this process right here? I have always, you know, it's funny how your we really have to pay attention to how we were raised. How we were raised, those elements really play a huge role in our lives one way or another. They do. And I, I had to reflect back. And actually, my mother, as I was growing up, she was a member of the Debonair's Charity and Art Club. And she was actually the president for many years. And it was a group of women that would do community work. And they would have these big, beautiful balls each year to raise money for their organization and they would have their meetings and go from house to house. So I had to reflect that because I was a part of that. I was a little girl sitting in the midst of this organization. And I remember helping to build floats and all of those things. And then when you fast forward, you know, I become a woman who is challenged in some areas. I find myself in an abusive relationship in a marriage that I never thought would be abusive. I was married to a minister, and it wasn't physically abusive, but it sure was mentally, spiritually, financially, emotionally, every other component, which took a toll on my health. And um, and I'm also a licensed minister, and I just found myself stuck. It was like, what do I do? I'm this corporate woman in the world, and then I'm this minister, and, and I'm ministering in the church and to women and find myself in a dark home, in an abusive home, an unhealthy relationship. And I just, I felt stuck. And not stuck because of the man, but I really wanted to honor my commitment to God. And I really wanted to, I didn't want to bail out the relationship if, you know, if I should have been sticking in there because we said for better or for worse. So this is just for worse. Um, wow. God gave me wisdom to seek some help, and so I put together the very first Phenomenal Woman Conference. I invited in some phenomenal women from around the state of Arizona. I had them come in, and I had them speak on topics. I was being a little selfish because I was trying to get help for me, and so it really was all about me and, and me getting help for my situation without everybody knowing what my situation was. And what I came to find out at the end of the day is that there were a lot of women just like me in similar situations. It may not have been a marital, a dysfunctional marital relationship, but it was a dysfunctional relationship of some magnitude. And they were in a place of seeking uh, ways to be able to cope and deal with the situations they were in. And we were, you know, uh, women in ministry. We were C-suite women. We were corporate executives you know, having these problems and issues and didn't feel that we had a safe place where we could go and be transparent without being judged. And so right then I knew that that is what God called me to do. And I would be working and serving women to ensure that they had a safe place to be able to take off the makeup, take off the mask and be able to say, here's what I'm going through. Or, and in addition to, be able to get the personal, professional, and spiritual development that they need in order to get to the next level of success in their life. So that was the genesis of the Phenomenal Woman 
organization. It started as a Phenomenal Woman Conference held once a year. And in 2013, we became a nonprofit organization. We expanded the name to the Phenomenal Woman Empowerment Network. And we just have turned, we've gone forward and we haven't turned back. Wow, that's interesting. So coming up in that uh, abusive family situation really opened your eyes up and God just moved you where you needed to go, correct? Absolutely. You know, there was a lot of, I was also a pew baby, so I was raised in the church. I'd laugh and say my mother, you know, gave birth to me on the pews in the church. Um, so I, I have this this mix because I, I'm a pew baby. I grew up in the church, very active in the church. I was a youth and young adult leader for many, many years. So I have the the backing of being reared and raised in the church and all of the activities and all the things that you see. And one of the things that really resonated with me is as a young woman growing up in the church, you know, I was looked at being a good girl and everybody had all these high aspirations for me. And I did all these uh, uh, talks and all these presentations in the church. Uh, So when I got away from that group of people, I became a little rascal. I became a little promiscuous Mm. uh, female out there acting like I didn't have any home training. And so I I had two sides, personality. And I think that, you know, I was raised CME, Christian Methodist Episcopal, which is a great denomination for learning the word because it's a teaching denomination. But at my church, I think that they just overlooked they were afraid to pull my coattail when they saw me spiraling out of control and being promiscuous and all these other things. And so one of the things that I learned is that it's one thing to sit under the word and to hear a word. It's another thing to apply it to your life. Yeah, that is so, that's true. You know, um, when I was 20, uh, about 20 years old, I actually, my cousin married, who is my now pastor, And I visited their church for the wedding and I ended up going back to their church. And I I knew that that is a place I needed to be because the pastor was teaching life applicable. He was taking the scripture and then making it applicable to your life and how you can live the scripture. And so I knew in order for me to answer my calling that I needed to be in a church environment where I could learn how to apply the word and not just know the word. Mm-hmm. So I, I switched church homes and I've been at that church for the last 30, 30 years. And I really grew. And so that really became the foundation for the Phenomenal Woman Empowerment Network is that we want to meet you right where you are. And whether we are training on personal or professional subjects, the spiritual foundation is there regardless of what we're teaching, because that is our secret weapon. You know, and, and I want people to know that, that your spiritual foundation, your spiritual fortitude is your secret weapon in your personal life and in your business life, whether you're an entrepreneur or if you're a corporate woman or man, your spiritual foundation is your secret weapon. So we infuse and allow our spiritual relationships to be woven into everything that we train personally and professionally. And that's what sets Phenomenal Woman Empowerment Network, we call it PWIN, what sets us apart. 
Number one, we're not here to compete with other women organizations. We're here to support and encourage and say, how can we come alongside and share our platform to strengthen our causes within the community? But also, somehow God has allowed us to have this perfect blend of being able to teach and train in the areas of personal, professional, and spiritual without it being offensive to, to non-believers, still welcoming them in and allowing them to see how they may have areas of growth in their own life and come to that place. Mm-hmm. I see. So uh, this organization is more of a spiritual organization, correct? A foundation. Absolutely, because it's our, it's our foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, but we train. We are a public, we're a 501c3 public organization, public charity, and we are your number one source for personal, professional, and spiritual development. So we train probably about 90, 95% of our partners and those who attend our events are entrepreneurs. So we do a lot of training around mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. But we do a lot of training about professional topics around because we have those who are, you know, in corporate who may not be entrepreneurs that we still offer training to. And we do a lot of personal development. It's just everything that we do, we allow the spiritual teachings to be a part of it. So is it, and is, is it predominantly just all female? Is this what it is? Right. Yeah, we're about ninety-five percent women, but we have a few good men. So we have about oh, five percent men involved men. in. I didn't know that. I thought we that have about five percent men that support the organization as well. Okay, okay, okay. So tell us some of the things that you do in the community and how you get out and about. What are, what what is the organization and the full of the foundation? What is it doing? So I'm going to talk a little bit, and then I'll I'll turn it over to Jennifer as well. But again, as I said, PWIN, we are a personal, professional, and spiritual development organization. So we look to train on topics that are prevalent or relevant to women to be able to help them get to their next level of success, be able to close the gender pay gap, really be able to assist women in living their best life. So we train, we do like business boot camps, entrepreneurship boot camps. We okay. train on your purpose. We train on, you know, if you've been hurt by the church, what do you do? We have various subjects that we train on, and we host workshops and seminars and the annual conference that we'll be talking about. And then in addition to that, we're here to women. So we provide mentoring. We provide coaching. And we also provide, we also create and look for ways that we can come alongside the women in our community and really support them in getting them to their next level. So whether that is financially, you know, we've helped over 120 women start their own businesses. We also have a collegiate scholarship program, the Carrie J. Gray Scholarship Program, where we bring in, we induct young women who are going to college and we come alongside them and provide mentoring, we provide coaching, and we provide financial assistance because we don't want them to just start college. We want them to finish it. And sometimes they need somebody outside of their mama, daddy, and siblings to be able to talk to and be able to talk through issues 
that they may be going through in college. And then they also may need financial assistance in addition to other scholarships that they have. And we come alongside and through the money that we raise, we provide those financial scholarships to those young ladies. And then any other way, we've been a part of back to school drives and providing backpacks, school supplies. Um, we've had women who have reached out to us and maybe they were going through unfortunate situations at home, maybe homelessness, maybe abusive relationships. Um, maybe they just needed some assistance in, in one way or another. We become a resource organization and we look within and look at our partners to see if we have partners that can assist them. And if we do not, then we look for our friends, you know, friends to our organization and we work with them to get that type of assistance. Um, at the same token, we have an amazing platform that God has blessed us with. And so we've been a launching board for people seeking career. We've been able to create an atmosphere for them to come in and speak and then begin their speaking business. We have been a launching pad for Arthur's. We create that environment for people to be able to network and be able to build their businesses and their relationships from our platform. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. That's a lot. Sounds like you guys do a whole lot. You Not know. So Jennifer We do, and then Jennifer came on board and so then uh just over a year ago, Jennifer and I had a great conversation and I probably challenged her a little bit to say, you know, it would be amazing to have her lead up the chapter in Tulsa because Tulsa has amazing women. And I just saw how Pwin could have a presence in Tulsa and really be able to love on and support and work with the women that are there. And Jennifer was just the perfect selection to be able to be that lead and the director in Tulsa and be able to lead up our efforts on the ground there. So I'm going to turn it over to, to Jennifer and okay. have her talk a little bit about that. Oh, well, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, so um, so as Cherie said, you know, we when we met um, and she asked me about it. Where did it, you guys meet? We met here in Tulsa. Here in Tulsa, okay. Mm -hmm. We met here in Tulsa, and there was another young lady that had some ideas that um, she, she wanted to move forward with. And what I loved about Cherise is, is that even though we hadn't discussed PWN at all um, and even launching a chapter here, um, she was open to just really helping. And so the other young lady that was here in Tulsa that had an organization, um, she expressed to Cherise, you know, some things that she wanted to do. And uh, Cherise said, absolutely, I will help you guys. And she left, went back to Arizona and actually came back to Tulsa to support the event that um, this young lady had. And for me, that's when I saw that there was a genuineness about her, um, that she was really genuine about helping build the community. Mm -hmm. And she came back to support this event. She spoke at the event, gave some great information, um, and just kind of left this um, rainbow with us. <laughs> gotcha. And so we we talked at that time, and then we discussed a little bit about PWIN. Um, and then she later on asked me about heading it up here. 
And I will tell you that when she first asked me, I was like, I don't think so. Nah. I know it's not something that I really can say yes to because I was in a place where I was really wanting to leave Tulsa. Um, I felt like I was not growing here. Um, I, as I said earlier, I did not want to return back to Tulsa, but you know, God had a different plan for me. You know how they say, you know, tell God your plans. And then he let, well, that was my case because I, when I got back here in 2012, I feel like I didn't unpack all my bags because I was really trying to relocate and return back to Texas or wherever else, you know, I wanted to test out the East coast and here Sharice comes and she's like (sighs) telling me about this awesome organization. Um, And so in that moment, that's when I really uh, made the decision of to really just, just grow. There's a saying of bloom where you're planted. And I feel like God had planted me back here in Tulsa for a reason. And that, that, that saying stayed in my head, bloom where you're planted. And when I decided to surrender to that, that's when everything opened up for me. I began to meet a lot of amazing women that were here in Tulsa. Um, I felt like, uh, you know, it wasn't a lot going on, but as I got out there and as I began to um, build relationships, I, I came across a lot of great women that were, that had a heart for the city, that had a heart to really um, help other women grow. And that is when I said, yes, I said, okay, I, I think I can, I, I think yeah, I can. I'm on to something. Yeah. I think I can stay here in Tulsa for a little while longer. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I did that, it just, it just really took off. And I felt like, uh, to be honest, I felt like that's when I began to fully and confidently walk in my purpose um, because it seemed like it just came in a way to where it was like an ease, like this is what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I began to pray about the relationships that, you know, that I was building. And, you know, I was like, God, you know, please help me connect with the right people. Um, connect with the right um, resources. And he did just that. And so when we launched PWIN in March of 2018, um, it was just a, it was just such an amazing launch and the support of the women that showed up. And it has been, it has been great ever since. So since we've launched, we have had the opportunity to bring on um, five partners and those partners have, uh, they, in their own right, these ladies have, they've, they've made their mark in Tulsa in their own right. Um, Prima Donna Braddock being one of them, mm-hmm. um, but many other ladies. And one of the things that I loved about them becoming partners, I knew that how Ms. Therese operated and, and how she had established the organization, that when those ladies became partners, those ladies were investing in the lives of young women that were getting ready to go to college. And so I knew within a few months time that the relationships that I had built, those relationships were investing in other young ladies later on. And so when school came around, when they did the um, PWIN experience, um, the ladies that they got to honor and give the scholarships to, um, it just made me smile because I knew that I had gotten into a great organization. So I, I, I'm grateful every single day um, when I think about um, when I've said yes, 
When I think about the relationships that have been formed over this last year, um, I'm grateful, mm-hmm. extremely grateful. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, you were talking about scholarships. Yes. So mm-hmm. you guys give out scholarships. Yes. How do you go about choosing the person that receives these scholarships? Uh, so, Ms. Charisse, do you want to touch on that? I will. So we, here's the thing with our scholarship program. It's named after my mother, the Carrie J. Gray Scholarship and Award Program. And one of the things is that my my mother, she was a high school dropout. She had my my brother when she was in high school. She dropped out. Um, she married her high school sweetheart. Uh, that ended up being an abusive relationship. As she got out of that relationship, some years later, she met my father, uh, married him. That was an abusive relationship. Uh, But during that relationship, she really realized how important education is and that education really is the doorway out of poverty. And she was working for a large credit card company and wanted to move forward. And in order to do that, she had to at least have her high school Um, diploma and she needed a college education so as an adult with two children she went back to school she obtained her GED she obtained her associate's degree and her bachelor's degree and back during that time you know an associate's degree was an amazing thing and then if you had a bachelor's degree you were you know you were really doing something big during that time Mm -hmm. and so she went back got her bachelor's degree And education just became very important to her. Well, then I, too, became a teen mom. I had my son my senior year. And one of the things that my mother was determined is she said, you will complete high school, and you're going to complete it in the spirit of excellence. And she worked hard. She got me into a private school um, during my pregnancy, so I did not have to miss school at all because it was a school that catered to teens who were pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I did my best schoolwork that year. That My senior year, I made principal's list and honor roll and everything else because, you know, she had me so focused. And I completed high school on a high level. Uh, I went into community college. I entered into a, a program to get my um, paralegal certificate and just really knew from that time that education had to be a valued part of my existence for success. Because, hey, the truth of the matter is that I I was a Black woman, and I already had that mark, so to say, against me in the corporate round. And then I'm a full-figure woman. And in the corporate round, you know, you can be treated very much as a minority. But I always knew if I had my education and if I made sure that I was always at the top of my game, that I could excel in the corporate realm. And that's exactly what I did. So when my mother passed away 20 some years ago, I wanted a way to be able to honor her memory and her legacy. And I'd been speaking with my brother, we've been going back and forth. And so once the Phenomenal Woman Empowerment Network became a 501c3 nonprofit, we decided to establish the Carrie J. Gray Scholarship Program. And this is a program that we specifically are looking for those young ladies who are coming from a dysfunctional background and they may not have 
the complete support that they need in order to excel in their collegiate career. So we come alongside them to be that support system. We come alongside to say that we offer you the mentoring and the coaching. We have monthly round tables with these young ladies. Currently, they, most of them are based in Arizona. We had one young lady that was going to school in Colorado. Um, so she would have to Skype in or Zoom in. But we would meet in my home and I would cook. And we talk about what, what's challenging them at this point in their life. How are things going in school? You know, and we've had some amazing conversations. They open up and they're very real and raw and, and just wanting to be successful, but needing women that they can talk to um, candidly without being judged and put their feelings and emotions out there and get an understanding. And we provide that. But then we also provide financial assistance. So oftentimes these young ladies, they may receive scholarships and they'll get the big dollar amounts. But what people don't tell them is that there's still little amounts. You still have to have lab fees and you have to have registration fees. And mm -hmm. this class may require you to get special books. And these young ladies end up not having that money. I experienced it firsthand. My oldest son, he, he got a football scholarship in Kansas. And I thought, great, he got a football scholarship. College is paid for. I don't have to worry about it. And he got in. And even though he had this football scholarship, there were all these little fees that we had yeah. to come up with. Yeah. And I didn't have the money. And so it would have been awesome to have an organization like this that could have come alongside and been able to help buy that financial assistance to keep him in college. So when we got the opportunity to create this program, that is one of the components that I implemented. We wanted to be in position to pick up those little financial ends and make that work because a small amount like $2,000 can cost someone to have to sit out a semester. That's true. And we don't want that to happen to these young ladies. That is so true. You know, when you're going to college and I went to college up in Ohio and boy, and on a musical scholarship mm -hmm. and all those extra fees and all that extra stuff. And that was back during that time. Yeah. You know, you didn't realize that, you know, books and registration and, you know, and all this other stuff that you got to come up with. And you, if your parents don't have it, then you, you suffer and mm -hmm. you're just kind of hitting around with everybody else and trying to, you know, come up with it. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I love about it is because I, I didn't have that either. You know, mm -hmm. I got caught up with student loans. And I didn't have that mentorship, you know. Um, so that's what I, you know, I really love and respect about this this organization is because they got those young ladies through with the mentorship and just help them through, and um, just keep that connection with them throughout, you know, their college career. Mm -hmm. So, um, and we have a young lady that's going to be um, receiving a scholarship from here in Tulsa this year. So, oh, really? I'm excited about that. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you announce her name, or would you rather not right now? Uh, well, I'll just say her first name. It's Janae. Yeah. Janae. Yeah. She's right. a young lady that's here in Tulsa that. Um, uh, very shy um, when it comes to talking, but she is an amazing writer. And um, my hopes for her 
is is that when she goes off to college that she's just going to bloom in a career in writing mm-hmm. because she is such an amazing writer mm-hmm. and such a sweet girl. So yeah. um, you guys. Any school in mind she's thinking about? I mean, uh, she anybody? had she had a couple of choices. Oh, she okay. did have a couple of choices. Baylor being one of them, and uh, Big school, huh? yeah. yeah. So she she still um, she still got some time because schools are still offering, even though we're in the middle of this pandemic. School are still schools are still offering um, for her to come to them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. That's good. So, tell us a little bit about the event that's going to take place that's coming up. Okay, so we are getting ready for the Vision to Victory event um, in Scottsdale, Arizona, August the 15th. Mm, you going, and, were you going out there? Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yes, yes, okay. yes. And um, I was trying to take as many folks that I can from Tulsa, <laughs> but I got a few that's going with me. Um, but it's going to be August the 15th, and it's an amazing lineup of women and men, good men, um, you have, of course, Ms. Cherise Irby Castle, um, the um, wonderful, wonderful prima donna Braddock, which is right here yeah, in Tulsa, right. um, our Tulsa sister. And you have um, Demetrius Thickpin, mm-hmm. um, my old pastor that was there in Arizona, Miss Erica Moore. And then there is, uh, there's another young lady, Miss Cherise, help me with the other young lady, um, Lucinda. Lucinda is another amazing speaker that's on the panel. And then the keynote speaker, the phenomenal, phenomenal keynote speaker is Miss Lisa Nichols. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, it is going to be such a um, powerful day Mm -hmm. of just connecting and, you know, it's vision to victory. And so when I when I think about that, I'm thinking about all of the vision, you know, um, that we have mm-hmm. and we are going to have victory on that day. Yeah, We're yeah. going to be celebrating. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of things I think we yeah. are in a mix of victory. But I think on that day, there's going to be a lot of relief. Now, I'm going to ask the question. The question is, how are you guys going to deal with the covid epidemic? Are you going to be social distancing, mask, or, you know? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, How are you going to handle it? Oh, yes. Let me kind of talk about that. Um, So here's here's the thing in the midst of of COVID. As Jennifer said, the theme is vision to victory. And one of the things is, you know, God's given us a vision, whether it's, personal in our personal lives, whether it's in our professional lives or our spiritual lives. And at the beginning of this year, I know so many of us were so excited about 2020 and all the gloriousness that was going to come in 2020. And we were ready with all of our vision boards and all of these things. And and we were just ready to take 2020 by storm and COVID hit. God had already given me, every year he gives me one word for PWIN for us to focus on for that year. This year he gave me execution. So when he gave me the theme, vision to victory, I knew that it was going to be all about the execution. All the execution steps that we took this year was going to manifest our vision into victory, which is one of the reasons that I really wanted to bring in Lisa Nichols, who better to talk about the manifestation of your vision than the world-renowned Lisa Nichols? 
and and that began to give me these other faces of the other speakers and really put the the platform of speakers together well then COVID hit and so much tragedy has taken place with COVID but at the same time that those tragedies have taken place there's also blessings that are taking place there are individuals that are being blessed in this season beyond reproach there's individuals that God is taking them into the next level. So you have sunshine and rain, so to say, coexisting in the same time. And there's no other time as perfect as this to deal with our vision and, and launching us into our next level of success to manifest that victory than to have this event because people are being, they're taking their eye off of the mark. They're, they're losing their focus and their concentration. God is still blessing in 2020. What he spoke to you can still manifest in 2020 if you don't give up, if you don't grow weary. And here we are coming into the eighth month of a year that has taken us by storm. And so many are just worn out. They're worn out by staying at home. They're worn out by financial situations. They're worn out by all the talk and all the negativity that's going on. What better time to have this event to refocus us, to encourage us, to elevate us, to lift us up, and to celebrate all the triumphs and all the victories and all the greatness that is also taking place in this year. So yes, we understand that we're in the midst of COVID. We are going to be a COVID-friendly um, organization and event on August 15th. Uh, the venue has been working with us diligently. They upgraded our space. We were in a space that had a max of 350. They put us into one of their main ballrooms that normally accommodates thousands so that we would have room to social distance. So all of our vendors will be six feet apart. Um, all of the tables where the attendees are going to be sitting, they will be six feet apart. Uh, they're going to be at tables that normally seat 10. Uh, they were going to seat five. I just had the venue bring it to four. So there will only be four to a table so that we can spread out and have our personal space. We are encouraging everyone to bring their masks and wear them. If you do not key win, we are providing masks. We will have them available and will encourage people to wear their masks. Uh, the great thing about being in this room and having the space that we'll have is, you know, it is a long day to be wearing a mask. So if you feel that you need a break from your mask, there's enough space that you can pick up your chair, go find you a corner that is away from everybody and be able to remove your mask and still enjoy the event, not have to step outside of the event. And um, so we're implementing all of those measures. The resort, they have implemented uh, hand sanitizer stations where people can just go at their leisure to sanitize their hands. We're doing a bathroom takeover. So we're, we already have the women's restrooms, but we're also taking over the main men's restrooms um, so that we have more, we can reduce the lines that women have to wait in and we have more sinks available. And then we have a special smaller restroom for the, the men that will be in attendance that they will be able to utilize. Um, so we're putting in all those measures uh, for the food. Instead of having buffets where food is sitting out, 
The food will be handed to those who will be eating during the event. Um, so we're just taking all of the measures that we possibly can to reduce contact. Um, Lisa Nichols is going to be doing a book signing at our Afterglow. Instead of putting the books into the swag bag, we're leaving them in the box to reduce touches. The book will go from Lisa, who will be signing it, to the recipient of the book. So we're just being conscious and thinking about all of those things to really try to be as safe as we can for the attendees. Wow. Sounds like you got all your... Your eyes dotted and your T's crossed right there, and you guys uh, taking, you know, the right steps in protecting everybody from this uh, disease right here. And it sounds as though, you you know, will people be coming from all over, or will they be primarily coming from just a certain region or a certain state or something? No, people are actually coming from all over, converging on Stockdale, Arizona. We have people coming in from Texas. We have, of course, we have our tribe coming in from Tulsa. We have individuals coming from Nevada, from California. Uh, we have some individuals coming from Illinois, uh, Massachusetts. So we have people coming from all over. Now, of course, with COVID going on, we have some individuals who have underlining health issues that were planning on joining us that will not be able to join us, and we completely understand that. Um, I will give you know, those listeners who are listening to uh, your show, Mr. Eaton, I'll give you all a sneak peek because this okay. is not public knowledge. Uh, it, it will be after this, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we are working on getting a live stream option. Yeah. Um, so we are feverishly working on that component. Um, so those that, that want to join us, that has may, maybe already purchased a ticket but will not be able to join us after all. Um, we're working on being able to set up a live stream option. So we're working on the technology and all the components that go with that so that we will be able to offer that at a minimal cost to those who can't purchase a ticket. Of course, those who have already purchased their non-refundable ticket and may not be able to attend, um, they will absolutely gain access to the live stream so we're in the process of working on that and working out all the kinks. So I'm giving that news flash and, and kind of sharing that out there that really we haven't announced it. So you're hearing it first okay. on this show. On this show. Uh, but we're working on that. Gotcha, gotcha. Is there an age limit? There is not an age limit. Uh, of course, if you are, what we said is we said anyone under the age of 13 can come into the event without charge if they're over 13 uh, then they we do adhere to the ticket price for those individuals and um, so there's not a set age limit I have some women that say I'm bringing my you know teen daughter because I want her to be a part of this atmosphere I want her to start hearing this information young and so they're they're bringing their teenage daughters with them or teenage sons so, you know, it, there's not an age limit. We leave that to the parents' discretion. I have some parents that say, this is my time. You know, this is my adult time. I'm yeah. taking this time away, and so I'm leaving my children at home. <laughs> we leave that to the discretion of, of the parent who's attending. Gotcha, gotcha. So, will there um, – it's going to be at a resort, right? And yes. where is that – what's the name of it, and how can someone get in touch with you you know, say say we got some listeners out there who say, oh, I want to go. I want to attend this. What do they need to do? 
So it would be at the Thank you JW. For asking. Oh, you, oh, we sorry. have the uh, JW Marriott. <laughs> she didn't Resort hear me. And spa. <laughs> she didn't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Did I overtop Jennifer? <laughs> I guess I'm that quiet, huh? Yeah, <laughs> Jennifer jumped in there. Take it away, Sinan. I'm sorry. Take it away. Oh, no, no. You're good. Okay. So it will be at the JW Marriott Camelback, um, the resort and spa. Um, and it will, if you are interested in getting tickets, you can go on to www.pwee2020.com. That's it, huh? Yes. Any phone numbers, anything? Uh, no phone numbers. Um, no phone numbers now, no. Okay. Just it's go just, to the website. Go to the website. And give it, and it one more time. All, all one the more time. One more time. So it will be at the JW Marriott Camel, um, Camelback Inn. And if you are interested in registering, you can go to www.pwee2020.com. Wow. Well, it sounds like you guys are going to have a ball up in there. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. Yes. A lot of teaching and a lot of stuff going on. And uh, Miss Nicole is going to be there, right? I mean, your speaker. Oh, Lisa Nichols. Le- I don't know why I said Nicole. Lisa Nichols. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Lisa Tell Nichols. us a little bit about Lisa. Can someone describe what Lisa's all about? Well, I'll I'll share my my um knowing of Miss Lisa. I will say I was introduced to um to Miss Lisa um via her book, um, Abundance Now. Okay, she has a, book. a few years ago. Yeah, she's an amazing writer. And that's how I was introduced to her. I had seen her a few times on the you know, the popular mo- movie The Secret. Well, I'd seen her a few times on that show, and then when her book came out, Abundance Now, one of the young ladies here in Tulsa had a book club, and I read that book, and when I tell you that book just really opened up something for me, it just kind of got my wheels going, because I was like, Abundance Now, and, and, and the way she teaches, it you have no other choice but to get off your behind and just be motivated because she has an organization called Motivating the Masses. And, um, I, of course, I'll have Sharice definitely dive in and share more about her. But my testimony with her is just she's just um, amazing. She's, she has a way about her and being able to connect with women. Um, when she shares her story and what she went through, uh, it you, you sit in awe to see where she's at right now and how she's just worked so hard to get where she's organization with the women that she's helped. So um, she definitely played a big part in me as far as, you know, making the decision of wanting to move forward with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, that book is amazing. What's Abundance. the title of the book? It's called Abundance Now. Abundance Now. You yes. can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Amazon, um, any bookstore. Like yeah, Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. And I don't have her current book that she will be signing, but I, I will be getting it. Well, she on the has 15th. a new one that's coming out, huh? Yes. And it'll be there by the time that you guys she have She will your, be signing that when she's event. at the yes. Oh, it's going to be mm-hmm. great. Be great. Carice, you still there? I, I'm here. I just want to make sure I didn't overtalk Jennifer because I, yeah. I barely That's okay. Her. She gave out the information that was needed right there. So, you know. In addition to what Jennifer said, I would just say this about Lisa Nichols. Um, everything that Jennifer said and the additional component that I would add in there is when we are talking about manifesting and executing on our goals and the steps 
to manifest our vision into victory. Uh, what better individual than someone who has had to demonstrate it and walk it out in her life? Well, I always teach and I believe that when you're trying to get to your next level, when you're working hard to get to your next level of success, you want to surround yourself by people who have accomplished a similar thing, people who are demonstrating they're walking in it. If your goal is to be a billionaire, you can't surround yourself with thousandaires. Can't get you across that finish line. If you're wanting to be a billionaire, you got to surround yourself with billionaires, millionaires and billionaires, because each one of them will get you to the next level. Well, we've done that with this event. The speakers that we have coming in, in each of their own right, they have mastered a level to have them where they are with Lisa Nichols being the feature keynote and really have achieved some monumental milestones in her life. And one of them being her organization, Motivating the Masses, it is, it is the, one of the only motivational organizations that are publicly traded and is headed up by a black woman. And, and that's an amazing milestone. How many motivational organizations can say that they're publicly traded, that they've made that milestone. And so she just embodies so much of the ingredients that it takes in order to manifest your success in your life. It was just appropriate that she be our featured keynote for this particular event. And just to let people know, she warmed my heart and brought tears to my eyes. Uh, when I spoke to her a couple weeks ago, she shared that this event is the only event that she's doing live in 2020 and probably the beginning of 2021. Uh, most of the events that she is a part of, you know, she requ requested that they move those online or they're moved into 2021, but she felt the, the impact that was going to take place at this event. And she honored our date and our contract and was just really drawn to be at this event in person. So if you're wanting to see her in person in 2020, this is the event that you want to be at because this will be your only opportunity. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think you'll ever be able to get her up in here in Tulsa? Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, get her up here as well. That, that is definitely my goal. And so when I, when I talk to Jennifer, you know, we're all about relationship building and I just know as we continue to build this relationship with Lisa Nichols, that we will be able to then also bring her into Tulsa. That is my goal, is to be able to bring her in. Now, please hear me loud and clear. <laughs> as much as she loves Pee-Win, she still has a fee. And her fee is not a, a, a nominal fee either. And so I just want to make sure that when we're bringing her into Tulsa, that, you know, we can still make it affordable for individuals to be able to purchase tickets, to be able to get into that room. We've worked very hard in Arizona to keep it affordable. Our base ticket starts at $99 to get you into the room. And a base ticket at an event that Lisa Nichols keynotes usually starts at $900. Oh, really? Uh, so it's unheard of to have the prices that we have but we're taking that on our shoulders because we want people who need to get in the room 
to be able to afford to get into the room. And we would want to afford the same opportunity in Tulsa as well. Ah, sounds interesting. Something to work on, huh? Raise that money and that yes. funding, you know, for <laughs> yes. that as well. Well, look here. We're going to take a little break, and we're going to come right back. Uh, we got Sharice Irby and Jennifer Brown here on the Bobby Eaton Show. And uh, so you guys stick around. You can uh, tune in, live stream KBOB899.com. Again, that KBOB899.com. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hey, y'all, this is Greg Robinson running for mayor of Tulsa. I'm glad to be at KBOB 89.9. Y'all make sure to support Black Radio and make sure to support the community by going out, registering to vote, and voting on August 25th. Visit Greg Robinson for Tulsa.com. Appreciate y'all. Hello, Tulsa. This is Janetta Soul with Sunday Dinner and More by Janet, your weekend soul spot. Every Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. We're located 531 East Apache in the historic Apache Circle Center. Of course, during these times, it's carry out only, but you can call 918-951-5143. That's Sunday Dinner and More by Janet. If your credit starts with a 3, 4, 5, or 6, this is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates, along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroot Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to The Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. Hi, I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamidtown at gmail.com. Thank you. What's up, y'all? This is Charlie Wilson, and you listen to K Bob 
89.9 FM, Bobby Eaton Show. Ah, yeah. Hey, it's the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way, located in the heart of Black Wall Street. So, hey, if you need to get in touch with us, you can reach us at eatonmusic2 at gmail.com. That's E-A-T-O-N, music2 at gmail.com. Also, uh, we're located at 1533 North Norfolk here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Stories our way. You know, I put this together for us. It's a community radio station, and uh, we come in here. Everybody comes in here, and we do radio our way. That's so we tell our stories our way. And uh, we're not uh, guided by any other entity. Black-owned, black-paid-for, blackity, blackity, black. And that's what we do right here. All right. We've got a great show going on right here. Miss Sharice Irby and Jennifer Brown, Vision to Victory. And we've been chopping it up and talking about various different things that this organization does. So tell us once again, where can they get tickets and, and the dates and the time and all of that information right there? So if you wanted to um, attend the conference um, in Arizona on August the 15th, you can go to www.pwee2020.com. Wow. That's good. That's good. That's good. So how long have you been in existence again, this, this foundation? Well, originally started in 2005 as a conference, and then 2013, um, the um, expanded to mm-hmm. become a, a, a 501c, a, obtaining the 501c. Mm-hmm. And then in 2018, she expanded her vision here to Tulsa and entrusted me with her vision. Um, so we've been um, operating here in Tulsa for over a year, a little over a year. Um, but to, How many ladies here, you think, mm-hmm. part of the organization? Well, I would say we have we have at least six partners. Okay. Um, and then just a number of supporters. Um, we've had You're building the brand, huh? Yes. So we've had a few. We've okay. had um, three events. We've had three events, and um, it has been a, a blessing uh, for the women that have shown up and supported us. And I I, I always get emails about what we're doing. Um, right now, we're actually in the mix of doing a P1 blessing where I have um, connected with some ladies around town and just recognizing them and celebrating them for what they are doing within the community. And that's just, you know, they're not even partners. It's just women that I've built relationships with. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a number of supporters and we're always looking to, um, we're always looking to partner with um, other organizations as well as newer women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sharice, I know you stay pretty busy, don't you? <laughs> not at all, not at all. You're not busy at all, but you're just probably ripping and running and calling and emailing and texting and doing a little of everything. I'm a serial entrepreneur because I'm over here building an empire as well. And, and so the Phenomenal Woman Empowerment Network takes the majority of my time. Um, but then also I'm a speaker and I speak and I go and speak at events and I'm called upon. And so I do the same thing as well. I'm an author. I have two books and I have a third one in the works. And so I do those book signing tours, et cetera. And then I also have a travel business. And then my family, we're embarking on a new venture that I can't quite talk about yet. And so I am always 
a very uh, productive individual with everything that's going on, but it all ties back everything that I do, every project that I undertake, every business that I launch, it all comes back to really helping women predominantly, but men as well, being able to help people live their best lives right now and be able to elevate into their next level of success. So every everything that I touch at the core, that is happening. At the core, that's my mission. It's just something about me. I get joy from seeing people exceed and living their best life. And when I can just be just a, a voice in their spirit, uh, giving them some direction, some guidance, encouraging them, cheering them, or sharing a platform that will help them get to that next level, that that brings my fulfillment and my joy. That is so good. It's, um, I'm intrigued with the work that you guys are doing for women and helping women become women because <clears throat> things have changed, you know, quite a bit to, in today's time with um, – it's almost role reversal in some ways. I kind of look at it when it comes to men and women. And um, it's a little bit different when you look at the shows like uh, uh, people like Love and Hip Hop and oh, yeah. and all of these different. And they're so influenced by the rap, dirty rap music and things like that. So things are different. Or do you have those challenges or do you just pick certain people who are past that? type of lifestyle no no like i said our at the heart of what we do is we meet people where they are our goal is to help them get to their next level of success so we're not handpicking it's those individuals who are drawn to our organization because we have something to offer them you know i will share an example every year we do a grow your business boot camp and 2020, I wanted to have one in Tulsa, and of course, we had COVID hit, so I, I didn't even bring it up to Jennifer, but we host them here in Arizona, and I want us to be able to get to a point where we're offering that boot camp in Tulsa as well. But we do a Grow Your Business boot camp, and we invite speakers in from different um, portions of the corporate realm, and we help entrepreneurs grow their business. It's a full-day boot camp, roll up your sleeves, go to work. Well, the last boot camp that we had here in Arizona, we had the boot camp. Actually, we had two uh, phenomenal people out of Tulsa that came, and they spoke at the boot camp as well. And, um, and it was just an amazing opportunity. Well, at the end, there was a young lady who was wearing red, and I had never seen her at a P-Win event, and she uh, was a Native American woman, and she was getting ready to leave, and so I intentionally ran over to her, and I was like, wait a minute, wait, wait, I can't have you leave. I was like, you know, this is the first time I've seen your face, and it, I'm just so happy that you were here, and I really hope that you took something away from today's boot camp, and with tears in her eyes, she looked at me, and she said, you know, she said, I'm a successful businesswoman, and she told me how much her business is making. And she, and, and she, by all means, was probably the most successful entrepreneur in that room that day. And she said, I knew that something was keeping me from getting to the next level in my business. I couldn't break through. I kind of I didn't understand. And she said, I came here today hoping 
that I would hear something that would help push me um, to the next level in my business. Because even though she was doing so well, she had goals for, for the next level. And she said, and what I heard today that shook me to my core and changed everything is she said, I have excluded my spiritual relationship from my business. I had my spiritual life over here to one side, my business over to the other side. I didn't commingle them. And she said, because of that, I put a cap on how far God could take my business. And I didn't even realize I had done that. Mm. And so she said, the greatest thing that I learned here today is that in everything that I do, I have to look at what I'm doing spiritually. Am I tithing from my business? Am I helping individuals? You know, do I have a cause attached to my business? And she said, right now I don't. It's been about me and money and how can I make the most money? Me, 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 me. She said, I haven't done anything for someone else that didn't benefit me. And she said, I need to implement that. She said, I'm going to tie off my business. I'm going to find a cause that's close to, to my heart that's going to benefit individuals. And we're going to begin to really sow a seed into the community. Seems like I never incorporated those elements into what I'm doing. And I believe that that'll get me to the next level that I'm looking for. And, you know, it's just that one person was touched at that boot camp. It was all worth it. And so those are experiences that somehow God allows Keywin to create every time we come together. That's good. That's some good work right there. Sounds like it. So do you uh, take those ladies and do you guys have like what, hey, etiquette classes or anything like that? Or is it just uh, I'm trying to picture it all, trying to picture it all in my head. I'm a male, so I'm trying to figure it all out. But I know you invest in these ladies and, uh, you know, you change lives. Basically, that's what's going on. You're changing lives. You're doing the investment and um, you're empowering you know, making them feel because I think sometimes uh, African-American females uh, have so much on their plates, you know, and just so much, I mean, really on the plates. And we got to work on the guys because the guys, it's a whole, that's a whole nother conversation right there when it comes to the young men of today. And uh, there are a lot of great, uh, phenomenal women out there and men. You know, because I don't want to just discount all the brothers, but uh, we got some work to do as a people. Mm-hmm. And as we work forward, as we go forward to do that, these organizations like what you have and what we have over here and other places, those are great organizations that people need to support. Mm-hmm. So how can they support your organization? What can they do? Uh, do they need to contact your 501c3 or, or what? How do they? How can they support you? Well, here in Tulsa, you can always reach out to me. Um, I know I have a very common name. You can reach out to me on social media, Jennifer Brown. Um, But you can also call me. Um, I am reachable at, you know, 918-408-8020. And um, I definitely will, you know, connect with you, um, answer any questions that you may have. But then also for me, one of the things that I do, you can – Email me um, at Jennifer Brown five seven four four five at Gmail. And one of the things that I like to do is I just have that genuine connection of going to lunch. Um, like I met two ladies last night, and we just we just talked. 
We talked about the organization. We talked about our lives, and we just started building a relationship. Um, and I love doing that because I think once people get to see, um, one, when we're in each other's presence and we get to share our hearts, they'll see what the organization is about and that when I'm sitting down to speak with, to speak with someone, it's not really to sell the organization. It's mm-hmm. really to say, I'm here to build genuine relationships with you. And so um, that's one of the things that I love to do. Um, so if you ever want to reach out to me, you can definitely um, give me a call at that number. I will be available. Um, leave an email, however, and I will get back with you. Sounds good. Sounds now, if good. you wanted to um, go online and check out the um, website, you can go to www.mypwen.org, yeah, okay. um, mm-hmm. yes, and that's um, um, mypwen.org. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got to keep promoting that. You yeah. know, that's the promotion part of it. Sharice, do you think you'll ever remarry? I wanted to ask you that question. Will I ever remarry? Yeah. That is a loaded question. Big loaded question. I didn't believe that um I didn't believe that I would remarry after my first marriage, once I got out of that marriage. Um my husband Mike who just passed away, uh he worked hard. He worked on me for about four years because I, I told him when I met him that, you know, I wasn't interested in getting married. I was just looking for a great friend, a great companion. Uh we could go hang out at jazz festivals, travel together. Uh, but I wasn't interested in getting married again. And he worked on me. He, he says he was the Steve Urkel of my life, and he wore <laughs> me down. Uh, so that was always our running joke. Uh, and he was a good man. And if there's, if I, if I didn't know anything, the one thing that I know to be true is that that man loved me. And I just, I don't know how someone else could come into my life and just really, um, it's going to be, be what I need need them to be. But if they're able to demonstrate that and if they're able to keep up with who I am and what I do, uh, then I always welcome God's blessings in my life. Mm-hmm. Is it going to you think it's going to be difficult for you? Well, I don't ha- know that it will be difficult. I wouldn't use the word difficult because um, well, I'm just I don't know if it's fortunately or unfortunately. Um, but just months after my husband passed away, I already had suitors knocking at the door. Um, and, and I just, I wasn't ready for that. Um, so I'm not going to say that it would be difficult. What I am saying is I'm probably in that place in my life where I'm good. I love Sharice and I'm good with my own company. And so you really got to show me something to be able to <laughs> infringe in on my yeah, personal space. I got you. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm not open to anything other than a relationship that would build upon what God has already right? placed in my life. Mm-hmm. I just thought I'd ask that question. You know, yeah, I, I tried to give a PG thirteen answer. PG thirteen. I can get a little too wide and a little too open, and so Mr. Eaton, you you, you don't know me that well. No, so I'm trying I, to I don't. Myself. Yeah, yeah, I'm just asking the questions, you know, and that's sometimes we Absolutely. ask a lot of that around here, mm-hmm. you know, from time to time, because you know I'm seeing so many single people nowadays, you know, uh, uh, I think the 
some in some instances um, the, the family unit has been broken in some areas, mm-hmm. and we got to find ways to restore that. So I'm just curious, you know, about our people and and learning to love yeah, each other once again. Here's what I guess I would say about relationships. I'm a proponent that it's imperative for us to be in healthy relationships so that we are creating a healthy environment for ourselves and for our children, for our families. Uh, We deserve to return to that place where, you know, when I was growing up, I saw healthy relationships. I saw men loving on their wives and wives esteeming their husbands and just not saying that they didn't have any problems, that they didn't have any any circumstances, but they loved each other through their challenges, and they made it work. They were intentional. They made it work. They were all in. Um, they were sold out for the relationship, and they were up for the challenge. And I believe that we have solid couples like that, even in this day and time. We need to be able to be exposed to them, and we need our younger generations to see that you can stick it out, that you can work through disagreements, that you can be different, that you can make the decision to love somebody unconditionally and be by their side. And that we have amazing kings and queens that exist in our culture and in our community. And I believe wholeheartedly in the entity of marriage and the sanctification of marriage And it's a beautiful thing. I think that as individuals, we have to make sure that we're ready to be the type of spouse that we're requiring the other person to be. We have high standards for that person, but we don't have high standards to be that person. Right. You are so right. I I think we have to incorporate those and, and we have to share and we have to talk about all those things that keep us from being the best versions of ourselves, male and female, that we can possibly be. We got to talk about that stuff and we got to put it out there. It's a time, it's times are over for sweeping things under the rug and sweeping it under the carpet and not wanting to pull back the covers to unveil, unveil ugly things that are out there. Or, or maybe it's not even ugly, but it's difficult. We got to face those things. We got to talk about them. We got to talk about mental uh, illness and and how do we keep ourselves healthy mentally we got to talk about finances and what do you do when your finances are about to rip your relationship apart we got to talk about all of those things and provide families can thrive and relationships can make it in 2020 and and be the type of relationship that's healthy uh, in this community in this environment and i believe that wholeheartedly and if god chooses to Allow a man to find me. Uh, I will be more than happy to be his good thing. Putting <laughs> <laughs> your beard out but there, okay? Say so you are open about for it, then, okay? Yes, that was that's, good. That's a good way to put it, right there, yeah. because so many broken homes and broken families, and you know, it seems like everybody that I I speak with is something going on in the family unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Brothers not talking to their mother, or sister, or whatever. They're not communicating, or you know, haven't talked in years, and mm-hmm. you know, all of that. A lot of that is going on in the in the black family. I'm like, wow, you know, I can ask somebody, hey man, you heard about you heard from Johnny lately? And me and Johnny don't talk, you know, mm-hmm. and 
you know, a lot of things. That, since Mama passed away, we don't have no, you know, things are, are pretty rough out there as far as relationships. And I can't remember the last time I went to a wedding, you oh, know. Wow. I, I can't. You know, have you been to one uh, recently? Or yeah, it's been a while. It's funny that you say that. I actually officiated a wedding yesterday. Oh, okay. Oh, well, you my... lucky, lucky you. <laughs> Because I can't. <laughs> my business partner, uh, he married his bride, and and I officiated their wedding at a resort that we had out here. We kept it COVID friendly. Uh, we had masks and we social distanced, but and then we had people on Zoom. So we had family and friends that was on their Zoom and R, and uh, and so I had the privilege to uh, officiate their their wedding. Um, you know, love is wow. still that's, that's, relevant. That's, love is still abounding yes. in yeah. our communities. Uh, we have to be able to highlight that and show people that you can, you can make it. Not, not saying that it doesn't take a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it takes, takes a work. lot of hard work. I've done it twice. It takes commitment. <laughs> Two times. Yeah, I know. think that I think the key word is commitment. Um, you know, being single and never married. You know, I know that it's important that when I do, when I do get married, um, mm-hmm. the importance of being healed, as she discussed earlier, just the mental health, addressing the mental health, addressing the finances. You know, I know a lot of being transparent. Yeah, you yeah. gotta be, you gotta be transparent. You gotta, gotta be. you gotta be able to um, address a lot of issues before you even get into a relationship. Yeah. You know, you gotta be a friend. Yeah, it's, it's the friendship and uh, the courtship that I, I don't mm-hmm. believe like courtship is really happening a lot anymore. It's just immediately there's a physical attraction, and, and that's what they go for is the and physical. That, yeah, and that takes over, and then you don't know that person. So um, I know we were discussing that a couple of weeks ago um, on Real Life Real Talk, where you know being single and celebrating your singleness. But it's okay to be single. Yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And because one is single at a age, even with myself, that doesn't mean that I have problems. It doesn't mean that, you know, I don't want to be in a relationship. What it means is that I'm being patient. I'm allowing God to um, prepare me in the areas that I need to still be prepared in. And I'm celebrating my singleness while, you know, God is bringing my bow on the way, you know. So it's it's one of those things where, I still believe in love. I still believe that there's a lot of great marriages out there. Um, And, you know, there's a few people that I know, you know, in my circle, uh, they have great marriages. Mm -hmm. So do you sometimes think that you could be overlooking someone who could be a potential uh, that's right in your face? Sometimes, you know, you you talking or, you know, you're around somebody and and somebody will pull your coattail and say, (laughs) uh, you ought to. Oh, what you why come you ain't trying to talk to her? No, oh, we just buddies. We just friends. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I I think I did that when I was younger. Yeah, you know, when you're younger, you know, we being younger, you know, of course we had this list of you know oh, all these boy. things that we wanted and we we wanted in a maid. Um, but all these now, conditions and yeah, now that standards. the list is like. I wouldn't say that I really, really had a list. It was more so preference. But, you know, now that I'm older, you know, I I look at it like this. You know, if God has called us to be together, we'll be together. Yeah. I'm open to the whole friendship. I'm open to, you know, just um, just being Jennifer and 
if whomever it is don't see that I'm being Jennifer, then I guess we're not supposed to be together. Yeah. So. And that's okay too. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. Being single is uh, not bad. It's not bad, you know. Like I said, I, I've done it twice. I've been married twice, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm single by myself. And but hey, I'm on a mission. So this mission, Bobby's on a mission. Bobby's on a mission. <laughs> what is your mission, Bobby? And the mission <laughs> is to empower people. Yes. And to help people. And you know, I love seeing my black people prosper and go up the ladder. Yeah. You know, I just enjoy that so much when I hear about some success stories. Mm-hmm. You know, because we can always pick out the negative. You know, but I want to deal with the positive. And uh, sometimes, you know, I can get beside myself, too. You know, I step in. I don't like for the other man to show up. (laughs) That other guy, you know, don't like for him to show up. But you guys have such a phenomenal organization. It sounds great. It sounds like something that's futuristic uh, that can become of age in time, you know, and... um, Sharice, I mean, you're doing such a great job. It's just uh, everything that I've learned today, Mm -hmm. I'll take that with me. And that's why we have this platform right here so we can tell our stories our way and give out the information that's needed for our people in our community, you know, and uh, it's great. You guys are going to have a great uh, show that's going to take place. I'm saying show because, you know, it is a big show. You know, it's a big foundation of empowerment that's going to take place. And what's the date again? It's August the 15th. August the 15th. Yes. I want to keep saying that, you know, so. Yes. Scottsdale, Arizona. Arizona. Man, that's just awesome. That's awesome right there. So we're getting ready to take a little break, and then we're going to come right back. And uh, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. And KBOB 89.9, KBOB899.com, we want you guys to visit our website and see all what we're doing, pull down all the shows and things like that. We want you to get involved, you know, and if you have any ideas, you can email us at eatingmusic2 at gmail.com. And by the way, I want to let you guys know that this coming Saturday, this coming Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m., candidates uh, Greg Robertson for mayor and the incumbent city councilor Vanessa Hall Harper will be here. They'll be in the studio. So you put that on your calendar. They'll be here on the Bobby Eaton Show. And uh, it's great, you know, with that uh, taking place right there. So tune in this Saturday. Uh, we need some new blood, some new challenges, and stuff like that. So we're going to do that. All right, uh, let's take a little break. Let me see where am I at. I gotta find myself right quick. Uh, we're gonna take a little break and we're gonna be right back. It's a little old school for you. I'm 
baby, want you more I did not know you had been hypnotized To the movement of your body dancing in my eyes I know I had to hold you and make you mine Don't want to control you Just have a good time in ecstasy When you lay down next to me On the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way, and uh, we're doing that here. And uh, as we come close to a close, uh, you guys got any final words you'd like to say to our audience who are listening right now? Well, I would I, just I, like to um, just uh, just say that I truly appreciate. Um, I, I appreciate the people of Tulsa. Um, I appreciate the support that um, we have gotten um, for PWIN since being here. Um, as I said earlier, we have some amazing um, women here um, and men, and I, I love that I'm a part of what's happening here. Um, there's great things in store, and that's coming out of Tulsa. And I just want to say thank you to everyone that has been supporting me as a person, Jennifer Brown, as well as P. Wen. Great, great. What about you, Sharice? I echo what Jennifer said. I mean, Tulsa is just absolutely amazing. So, yes, thank you to everyone in Tulsa who supports Jennifer, supports P. Wen. I mean, the love is just absolutely amazing. And so shout out. To Tulsa, uh, a couple uh-huh. things that I just wanted to reiterate. Yes, um, go ahead. You know, P. Win, we are our the crux of who we are speaks to women. 
But also, I want it to be known that the men are like, look, we need to be empowered. We need to pick up what Pwin is putting down. And so there are men that are attaching themselves. They're coming out to our events more and more. They're getting connected. They're becoming partners. Uh, so I just want men to know that there is a place for you. Uh, if you can look past the fact that, you know, we have an organization and our brand speaks to women, um, but we do not, we welcome the men. I always say women and a few good men, because there are some men that stand up and say, I need to be empowered. Uh, before my husband passed away, he was talking about uh, doing a phenomenal men empowerment oh, branch uh, be great. to be able to to make sure that the men got what they needed. So I just wanted to say that when we do have events and, and we're doing some things that, you know, men are, are welcome, they're invited, maybe in the future, we may do some things that, you know, we may partner with some men and PWIN may do some work in the background to really support the men coming together and doing some of the events that we do as women as well. Uh, I know that Jennifer touched on um, becoming a PWIN partner, uh, when you ask how can someone support PWIN, in addition to all the ways that Jennifer named and, and getting in touch with her, just know that you can become a PWIN partner no matter what state you're in. Uh, that really allows you to sow seeds into the young women that are in college. And it helps us also to put on all of our events, our trainings that we do around the year. Your partnership donations help our scholarship program, and it helps our training program. Those are the two programs that your partnership dollars uh, help. And in return, uh, not only do you get to be a part of this platform, but, you know, partnership has its advantages. Just like Prima Donna, when we had this event that we were putting together, uh, Jennifer contacted me and said, you know, Prima Donna really was like to be able to speak on this platform. And I love Prima Donna and she has a message. And when I heard that because it's Prima Donna and because she's a PWIN partner, I made room for her on the platform. I said, we gotta have her. If she wants to be here, mm -hmm. she's gonna be on this platform. Uh, and so I, I rearranged everything and made space for her to be on this platform because we need to hear her story and she is a PWIN member, and those partnerships have privileges. And so I just want to be able to um, share that. And also, you can volunteer. If you want to assist Jennifer, if you want to come alongside her and say, hey, sis, what can I do to help lighten your load? Um, I have these gifts, and, you know, use me how you may. Uh, that's wonderful. If you want to volunteer with our young ladies who are in college, you may want to say that I want to be a mentor. Uh, I want to be available to these young ladies. If you're in Tulsa, contact Jennifer, and she will be able to facilitate, uh, you know, that relationship and being able to work with these young ladies. Uh, if you're outside of Tulsa, just go to our website, www.mypwin.org, and you can send us a, a note and let us know that you're interested in volunteering. In, in some capacity. If you want to become a partner, go to mypwin.org. You can become a partner as well. Uh, and we're opening other chapters. You know, COVID has slowed us up, but a delay is not a denial. And so if anyone's listening outside of the Tulsa area, you say, man, Pwin would really benefit in our area. 
Uh, we are looking at opening additional chapters. Uh, we were in initial talks about opening a chapter in Oklahoma City. Um, oh, that's still an option. Good. We're looking at going into Little Rock, Arkansas, Columbus, Ohio, uh, Toronto, Canada, uh, and Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, so if you're in any of those areas, make sure you stay connected to us as we continue to uh, expand and broaden our reach because we got our work to do. Yes, we got some work to do. Well, that's so good. That's so good. Sound like you guys are doing a lot of work already, you know. So just continue to build the brand, do what you need to do, invest in investments, and you know, with your people and ladies and young ladies, because we got to train up our young people. Mm-hmm. You know, we really need to get with them and give them some values and some moral mm-hmm. standards and some integrity and things like that. So they're needed, you know. Yeah. I remember when I was young, I was a bad boy. <laughs> You know, hey, ooh, I was out, of, I was out of control. You know, so it took me all this time to to get myself right. Not you, Bobby. Yeah. You didn't. You look like you were an angel. Oh, I was a little angel, <laughs> right? Girl, let me tell you, it's all good in the neighborhood. That's what they say. You know. But once again, I want to thank you guys for taking time out of your busy schedules to come on the Bobby Eaton Show, and we tell our stories our way, and we're going to get you guys back, okay? Yeah. I'm on monitoring, you know, and uh, Jennifer, before we leave, tell them about the show that you're on here oh, at, yes. at Eaton Media Services. Yes, so um, thank you, Bobby. Thank you for having us on and letting us share about PWIN. Um, and also, thank you. We are um, just allowing us to have a voice in the community. I'm also a co-host for the Real Life Real Talk radio show here at the um, 89.9 um, FM. And I have the opportunity to be a co-host alongside Ms. Primadonna Braddock, where we share relevant information to help women win in life. And we touch on different topics. Um, so, Definitely tune in with us on Thursdays, um, every Thursday from 2 to 3.30 uh, p.m. And you can check us out on Facebook Live. And you can also go on to the live feed of the radio station, which is kbob899.com. So you have a couple of different ways you can um, listen in um, and even tune in for us. But thank you so much, Bobby, for giving us this opportunity um, to just speak into the lives. As you said, you know, we need to, you know, be an example. You know, you didn't say example, but um, our hopes is is that with organizations like PWIN and Real Life Real Talk, that we can set the example and set the pace for the young ladies that are coming up and let them see consistency and going through life transitions um, with support of each other, helping each other grow, even through in the mix of our pains, things that we're healing from, but PWIN and Real Life Real Talk, we are here for those things. Great, great. Thank you, Sharice. You know, hey, it's been uh, fun talking to you and getting all this information from you and your organization. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here and to meet you, Mr. Eaton. So thank you for this opportunity and for having me all the way from Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. And uh, we've had a phenomenal uh, conversation. Uh, Vision to victory. 
Sharice Irby and Jennifer Brown. And keep in mind that tomorrow night is the Juice Radio Show. Young people doing young things, you know. You can tune in 6 p.m., same back channel, you know, same uh, KBOB 89.9 FM, uh, Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes Podcast, you name it. We kind of connected to all of that kind of stuff. So tune in tomorrow, Juice Radio Show. Keep in mind that, uh, let's see, what's going else going on? Friday is, uh, we call it Funky Friday, where we just play, all we do is play music. All day and night. That's kind of like a free day for me. Well, it's not really a free day because I don't have one of those. But anyway, uh, tune in to that. And then on Saturday, remember, we've got um, Saturday, 12 to 2 p.m., Greg Robinson for mayor and the incumbent uh, city councilor Vanessa Hall Harper will be here on the Bobby Eaton Show. We're going to be talking about real issues, real life, real talk. <laughs> We're going to be talking about that, you know, and news you can use, and it all comes together. So I want you to tune in on Saturday. We need to go out and vote. You can you can register to vote here at Eaton Media Services, located at 1533 North Norfolk here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I got registered, voter registration papers and stuff, so come by here. You can register if you haven't registered. You know, or you can go to ok.gov, I believe, something like that, and register online as well. So we need those registered voters. Please register to vote. So we want to do that. Well, until the next time, we want you to take care, and we want you to stay black. <laughs>